Brenna Maxwell joins the show today to discuss the team's recent trip overseas, what this roster's continuity means for next season, and some thoughts on conference realignment, all on today's Locked on Zags podcast. You are Locked on Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag Athletics. Today's episode of Locked On Zags is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I'm going to be joined today by Brenna Maxwell, who's coming back to Gonzaga for her fifth and final year of college basketball eligibility. She averaged thirteen and a half points per game last year on a whopping forty-eight percent from beyond the arc. We're going to discuss the team's recent trip overseas to Greece and Croatia, her summer with Team USA on the three-on-three basketball team, the newcomers on Lisa Fortier's squad, and how conference realignment impacts women's basketball. Check it out. All right, I am thrilled to be joined today on the show once again by Brenna Maxwell, just getting started with classes this year and recently returning from a multiple-week trip overseas to Greece and Croatia. Brenna, Before we get into the basketball aspect of this trip that your team went on, I kind of just want to ask about the experience overall, because not a whole lot of people get to spend three weeks in Europe. I don't know if you'd ever been to Europe before or anything like that, but it seemed like this kind of once in a lifetime opportunity. I'd love to hear kind of what your thoughts and experiences were uh, getting a chance to do so. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me Mm -hmm. on your podcast. Um, Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. But yeah, Greece was was crazy. I was was such an honor to be able to go. I've never been out of the country besides like Vancouver, Canada. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I don't count that. Um, It barely counts. But like it's just it was really cool to see different cultures and go to Europe and kind of experience what internationals experience like Mm -hmm. a ton. Um, And it was really cool because we have a couple of players who are around who live around that area and it was cool to see the kind of lit up and showed us everything that goes on in Europe. And at one point I was eating steak on a yacht in Greece. And I was like, I don't think it gets any more luxurious than this, but it was, it was a super fun time. And I think our team loved it. Yeah. That, that I was about to ask what were some of the, the non-basketball highlights, but it sounds like you just described a pretty fantastic one right there. And then obviously some of the, some of the players on the team getting a chance to kind of be closer to home. It was that kind of, you mentioned it a little bit, but I'd love to expand a little bit on, on the opportunity to kind of feel what they feel being in a, a different country and kind of experiencing different cultures while also still, you know, stepping on the basketball court and playing some hoops. Was that kind of a, a a surreal moment for you to kind of experience what, you know, so many players through Gonzaga's program in the past have kind of gotten the opportunity to experience. Yeah. I remember um, we were, I was like complaining about possible jet lag. I just <laughs> hear the eye rolls. Um, I was like, welcome to our world. And mm-hmm. um, no, but like Maud Hybens um, mm-hmm. on our team, she's from the Netherlands and it was right by Greece. We actually yeah. flew to, to the Netherlands at one point. And it was really cool for her to kind of show us a little bit about, um, not her country because we weren't allowed, we wouldn't stay there that long, but just kind of experience her world for a little bit and um, the difference in cultures. And it kind of helped me get to know her a little bit more Mm -hmm. as a person. Um, And I think our team loved just having that different cultures and kind of being able to see what, like the culture shock we had was probably what they had when they came here and just kind of, um, yeah, it it was just really cool to kind of see the, the, the cultures meld together a little bit. 
Well, let's talk about the hoop side of it too, because as much as there was a lot of sightseeing and a lot of uh, steak eating on yachts and various other things uh, that went down while you guys were out there, you did get a chance to play some basketball. And, and I think, you know, people would love to know a little bit more about the, the opponents that you guys played and kind of what that experience was like, just getting a chance to play in, in different gyms and different countries uh, against different teams. And, and obviously the opportunity to, you know, kind of hone your, your skills and your camaraderie as a team. This is a, a team that has played a lot of basketball together already, but certainly some new players on the team as well. And just getting the chance to kind of gel in a, in a very unique uh, experience and opportunity overseas. Yeah. I don't know how aware you are with foreign tours and stuff, but mm -hmm. we get 10 practices beforehand. Mm -hmm. So we actually were able to get the freshmen and newcomers yeah. introduced to our system a little bit beforehand, which I think is a really kind of an advantage for us going into the season. Um, and then it was really, it was nice to be able to see how they were going to blend in with the team and how the team kind of ex uh, integrated with them and um, working on a couple new things. And we were able to do that with those 10 extra practices and, um, yeah, it was really fun seeing the little freshies in action. They did a great job. I think you're going to be really excited to see them on the court. Yeah, and then we played we played um, a Greek international, a Greek all-stars team. Mm -hmm. And we went to Croatia and we played two Croatian all-star teams. Um, and it's definitely a different style of basketball than yeah. I'm used to. It was definitely an adjustment, but it was fun. Speaking of styles of basketball, this is a question I asked to uh, your teammate, Callie Stokes, a couple months ago, shortly after you you two and Esther and Vani got a chance to play in that USA three-on-three -three tournament as well. And we kind of talked about what it was like to play with your teammates and people you're familiar with, but in a different basketball space, in a different environment. Three-on-three -three is obviously different from five-on-five -five in so many ways. And I'd love to hear kind of you not only getting this experience overseas with your teammates, but also getting this experience in this three-on-three -three setting back, you know, a few months ago and kind of what that experience was like for you and really just kind of the opportunities to have spent so much of your summer playing basketball with your teammates. Not everybody gets to do that. And I think that's a really cool experience that this team got, not just from the overseas trip, but the four of you in Team USA, of course, the Trunk Twins getting the opportunity to play in the Southeast Asian games as well. So much basketball being played this offseason four players on this team. And it feels like that's really setting this group up to, to have a lot of success this upcoming season. Yeah. It's definitely been a blessing to be able to have basketball kind of intertwined with our break. Um, mm -hmm. I think our whole team's gotten closer because of it, which is really awesome. But yeah. um, the USA thing, we had two people, we had Vaughn and Esther who's experienced some sort of international mm -hmm. play or, or not international, just their mm -hmm. home country play. Yeah. And, uh, two of us, me and Callie, no idea what to expect. And um, there's even a different size ball or just like mm -hmm. a different, it was just different. It was like a men's weight, but a women's size. It was so weird. Mm -hmm. And then it was just, it's the rules are different. It's like you got 14 seconds as soon as you mm -hmm. touch the ball to score. Um, so it took a while to adjust to that, but it was really fun to be able to um, meet a bunch of people from different schools and compete and play in May, like who gets to play yeah. basketball in May, especially against other colleges and universities. And then, yeah, we were so close to winning. I think we, if we had, we had lost to Duke, but if we had beat Duke, we didn't get a good chance of winning the whole thing. Um, but it was really fun. And it's an experience I'm going to remember forever, for sure. A little bit ahead towards next season. Again, continuity is kind of something that we're seeing less of less of in college athletics, not just basketball, not just men's basketball and football and women's basketball and in so many sports because of the transfer portal, because of the COVID eligibility. It's kind of something that is is happening less and less where you get a team that returns as many players as this team did. But this is I mean, this is a 
for people who haven't been paying attention to the offseason, they're going to watch the team next year and be like, it's kind of the same. Like there aren't a whole lot of changes from last year's team. And obviously a, a handful of you all who are using that extra year of eligibility. How much do you think that helps Coach Fortier helps your team in general in terms of preparing for the season and maybe getting to try new things or getting to kind of know what works, what doesn't work. And then, of course, for you all, just in terms of knowing your teammates, knowing their tendencies, like how impactful is it to have a huge chunk of this team back for another season next year? Yeah, I think it, what you've been saying, all that, I think it's a huge advantage. Um, we can kind of just build on what we had last year. And then for newcomers, they're all very smart. They pick up things really quickly. So it's really easy just to kind of just, yeah, build on um, what we had. And you don't have to we kind of already know each other and how we all play. So it's, um, yeah, it's kind of just like, a, let's run it back. Let's do the mm-hmm. same thing. We lost one player. Um, and usually people lose a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really cool. I mean, we didn't have any freshmen last year either. So it's just like. It's just, yeah, it's just like the same, it's been the same team for a couple of years now. And it's kind of think we have a really solid group. And um, I think we can just kind of take off from where we left off last season. What made Brenna such a sharpshooter last year? Can that be replicated? Plus some insight into 48's newest team members all coming up after a word from today's sponsor, Game Time. Life is always so busy. And the last thing that I need is to be stressed out over buying tickets to events. Thankfully, there's the GameTime app, which has killer deals on last-minute tickets for all of the events that I want to go to. When choosing seats for events, I always get stressed about trying to pick the right ones because I'm worried about the view, I'm worried about the sun being in my eyes, whatever it may be. However, GameLine has images of views from your seat so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. They have deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. In fact, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Folks, I want to thank all of you for making Lockdown Zags your first listen or your first watch of the day. Shout out to those of you checking out the show on YouTube. College football season is here. And Locked On is kicking up our coverage with the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live, airing each Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on every single Locked On College YouTube channel. That's right, even my channel as well. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Brent, I want to look a little bit at the season that you had individually last season because you shot the absolute lights out of the basketball from beyond the arc, 48% from deep, uh, fantastic throughout the season at shooting from beyond the arc. And I kind of want get to a, get a sense of what you think helped lead to that in terms of was it a, a situation with teammates being able to set you up well, designed plays? Uh, did you dip your hand in gold before the season started? Like what, what led to uh, such a prolific shooting performance last year? And how do you find a way to, to make sure you can replicate that? Because that's obviously going to be a key part of, of not just your season, but of course, Gonzaga season in general next year. Yeah, I mean, it's all God. I feel like I just throw it up there and he just kind of <laughs> tapped it in. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really fun. Um, Coach Jordan is the... Uh, 
uh, one of the is the associate head coach here and um, Jordan Green, and he did a great job of working with me on my shot in that first off season, um, and just kind of doing a little bit of tweaks, really minor adjustments. And um, we have some great people who can pass on the scene, posts and guards. Um, and every time I was open, I feel like the ball was just right there. So I mean, it was definitely not just. I did, 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 didn't get my hand in gold. I'll tell you that much. It was a team <laughs> effort, um, and it was just. I mean, sometimes it's like, yeah, that, that was a God thing because I don't know how this went in. But, I mean, yeah, it, was a, it was a fun year for sure. Another thing I noticed looking at some of the stats for this team, it, one of the most uh, prolific free throw shooting teams in the entire country last year, seventh in the nation in terms of overall field goal or free throw percentage, excuse me, about 79%. Uh, another area of strength for you the last couple of years, uh, going back to your time at Utah, uh, last year, 92.5%, or excuse me, 92.5% for your career, about 95% last year. So uh, do you get a chance to lead free throw practices at team, or is there something that, that goes into uh, uh, helping this team be have that be such an area of strength because it's so valuable in close games and so valuable when you get into playoff pictures to be able to hit those shots down the stretch. Um, I honestly cannot tell you what we don't really <laughs> practice free throws in practice. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I think our team works a ton outside of practice. Um, you know, like everyone who shoots free throws works a ton at it outside of it. So I think just everyone just putting up all those reps outside of practice has led to, it. and then it's just a mental thing at that point. And I think we have a lot of mentally tough people on this team. Um, but yeah, we don't really, we don't shoot like a hundred free throws of practice. It's just like end of practice. Everyone maybe shoots 10 and the bar you have to do, if you don't get eight out of 10, you got to run. So, um, I think just the bar got set, people work on it and did all right. <laughs> well, like you said earlier, this is a team that's got a lot of continuity, a lot of players that fans are going to be familiar with, but there are some new players joining the roster. Of course, you got a couple of freshmen coming in. You also got a transfer coming in from Utah. I would love to just kind of hear your impression on on some of the newcomers joining this team and, and maybe how you think they might integrate into a team that, again, incredibly welcoming, I would imagine, but also got to be a situation where these uh, players are coming in and looking around thinking, maybe there may not be a ton of playing time available for somebody because of how much uh, players are returning for the team. Yeah, these these freshmen are great. Um, they're they're so fun. They're definitely 18, 19 year olds, um, mm -hmm. and, but they're <laughs> they're really fun. Um, we got. Ella, Claire, and Naya, they're coming in. Um, mm -hmm. But one thing about them that's, that's kind of special is they all work really hard. And yeah. um, before practice, after practice, they're all in the gym just working their butts off. Um, the improvement's already insane. Um, they're so coachable. It's really fun to play with them and um, to see them picking up stuff so fast, like I said earlier. And um, like Claire, poor Claire is the only new guard in like freshman <laughs> guard in two years. And mm -hmm. just like, girl, like you're doing so good. You got a, you got a bunch of juniors you're comparing yourself to, but she is <laughs> shooting the lights out. She's holding her own. And I'm really proud of all three of them. So I know you never, uh, you didn't overlap playing wise with Naya, who was at U uh, University of Utah last year, but was there any kind of special relationship there as somebody who has also made the Utah to Gonzaga pipeline as a transfer coming over after one year with the Utes? Yeah, I was kind of funny. I was her host at Utah, um, and then I helped a lot on her visit here, too. So it was just kind of fun to reconnect in that area. But, yeah, there's definitely a, a connection there. Um, we both can, like, swap stories and um, mm -hmm. share some funny moments that we've had. And um, I can kind of speak her language coming from uh, the same university where she picked up different lingo and stuff. Um, but it's, it's, it's a unique situation because you don't really hear about two people coming from the same college and mm -hmm two years. Um, so it's definitely interesting, but it's really cool to see her again. And I'm really glad I got a chance to play with her. 
The last player I want to talk about is, is not a newcomer to the roster, but it's somebody who we didn't get a chance to see last year. That's Bree Salenbean, who, of course, missed all of last year with an injury, uh, presumably healthy now, I suppose. I don't know 100% on that, but uh, somebody who was a really highly touted recruit. I think she's – I believe she's still the highest rated recruit coming out of high school in Gonzaga basketball history and, and uh, somebody I know that Coach Fortier and the staff was really excited about coming out and, and – uh, didn't play a ton as a freshman behind a lot of really talented players, of course, missed last year. Uh, what have you gotten a chance to see see out of her, and, and do you kind of see a, a role for her going into next season? She's healthy. Just She's great. Yeah, she yeah, is perfect. She's <laughs> awesome. Um, everything, everyone's super excited to see her on the court. I'm excited to play with her for the first time. Um, but she can shoot. She mm-hmm. can shoot the lights out. If you don't have a hand up, that ball's going in every time. She's got range. Um, she can get to the basket. She's a great passer um she'll find you in transition um and she just kind of has this tenacity about her where it's like i'm gonna win and i'm gonna do what it takes to win i don't really care who gets in my way um and i really like that about her she's kind of got that dog in her uh, and i'm just i mean yeah i'm excited to play with her and see her on the court for the first time and see her in that jersey and it's gonna be fun we got a couple of, of excellent distributors, pass first point guards. You got a low post dominating scorer and Vani coming back. You got a couple of sharpshooters on the wing. Seems like this is going to be a pretty difficult team to uh, to figure out how to defend next year. Are you guys feeling pretty confident heading into uh, next season just in terms of, of the pieces you have around you and kind of the game plan that you're planning to go into next season with? Yeah, I think everyone's um, everyone has a goal this year. Everyone is just kind of has like we don't want our season to we don't want to go out like this. Like mm-hmm. this is we're not going to end our season like we did last year. So we kind of are all um, playing with that chip on our shoulders, and you can kind of see it when people are working out. I think um, almost everyone has improved a ton. Um, you're probably going to see some new things from a couple of people. I know Vaughn's she's mm-hmm. improved her range. She's you know, she's always in the gym as well. Um, I keep saying that, but everyone honestly, there's a lot of people in the gym right now. Um, yeah, I think everyone has that ship on their shoulder for next for this upcoming year. And um, there's some games circled in red and sure. we're not treating this year any different, but we, we don't want to go out like we want to go out the bank, basically. Closing out the show today with Brenna's thoughts on BYU leaving the WCC and the demise of the Pac-12 Women's Basketball Conference. All of that coming up after a word from today's sponsor, FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on anything from spreads to player props, the money line, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Well, a couple games that unfortunately won't be circled on the calendar this year would be teams uh, games against BYU just because they, of course, left the conference heading into the Big 12 as part of what has been a monstrous 15, 16 months or so of conference realignment effectively ending the Pac-12 conference, which we'll get to. But I, I want to talk a little bit about BYU. I know when we talked last year before the season, you were excited to get another couple cracks at BYU coming from Utah, of course, the big rivalry there. Uh, and now they're they're out of the conference. I know they weren't at their best last year, but what does it mean to, to head into this upcoming season without kind of one of the key opponents for Gonzaga women's basketball and men's basketball for that matter, in terms of just 
talent and excitement and you know the fan base is really excited there it's kind of, it feels like it's a tough loss to not have them uh, in this conference especially because of their really solid performance in the women's basketball uh, perspective for the last decade or so yeah it's only disappointing um from a selfish stand- standpoint i just want those guys um but honestly it kind of I don't know about the upcoming years, but this year it has helped us a little bit. It helped. Uh, we got two more games on our non-conference schedule, which we were able to fill with some pretty tough opponents. I think it's going to really increase our net going to NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So having those two extra slots that we can fill with a, a high net team, um, I think is going to help us in the postseason in the long run. But it's definitely going to be disappointing not be able to play BYU and go down to Provo and um, have that whole rivalry come up again. But I don't know. I think it will be another rival that will appear at some mm-hmm. point. So we'll, we'll see what, who it is. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I'm sure you got a couple of games scheduled. I can kind of have some guesses as to who those opponents might be in the WCC, but I'm glad you mentioned the, the net and stuff, because I do think that that was an unfortunate kind of part of the story last year with, we, we, again, with BYU being down and some of the other teams in the WCC being down a little bit. And it kind of resulted in a, a very successful season in terms of wins and losses for for you all, but not necessarily a higher spot in the net ranking, which is unfortunate and something that I know many Gonzaga fans are familiar with because it's happened to the men's basketball team for a very long time. And it's not the first time it's happened to the women's basketball team as well. Uh, and it, it sounds like Coach Fortier is out there trying to figure out ways to make sure that that uh, doesn't impact seeding as much as next year. But there's only so much that you can do. So is that kind of a situation where you just treat it like, hey, we're going to go out and win as many basketball games as we can and let chips fall where they are? Yeah, partly, but I think uh, Coach Coach Lisa and Coach Craig, they did a great job on the schedule this year. Um, mm-hmm. We might have one of the top 15 schedule, non-conference schedules in the nation right now. We have some mm-hmm. very tough opponents. Um, some of them are, are sneaky good. You don't think it's like, mm-hmm. but like South Dakota State, we have them. Um, they're always real tough. No one ever wants to play South Dakota State. Um, they have a, always have a high net. Um, we're going to Texas a couple times. Um, we have, we could be playing Louisville again, they're in a tournament in Texas. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just some, we got four Pac-12 schools. Um, it's just, I think it's going to be a gauntlet in a non-conference, but I think, you know, I think if we can get a couple of wins in the win column, uh, I mm-hmm. think it's going to pay off in the long run in the postseason. You mentioned a couple of Pac-12 teams. And that's kind of the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about as, of course, the the ongoing conference realignment and the fact that your alma mater, Utah, is among the schools leaving the Pac-12. They're joining the Big 12 along with Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. We have Oregon and Washington joining UCLA, USC in the Big 10. We have Stanford and Cal going to the ACC, which is a wild conference situation that's going to take place starting next year. Uh, of course, Pac-12 is down to just two schools in Washington State and Oregon State. And the focus in the national media is always about football. It has always been about football. It unfortunately will always be about football, but football travels once a week and the situation to fly cross country, even though I'm sure that it's not ideal for Stanford and Cal football, it's really not ideal for other sports and women's basketball being among them, men's basketball. And then of course you go, you look at some of the Olympic sports, softball, tennis, et cetera. And it just, I've worked in college athletics. I worked in academic support for five years. I think I have some understanding of what it takes to balance school and having a life and sports and everything that you have to balance. And now taking these longer flights for these student athletes, it just doesn't feel like it's a sustainable and really fair to the student athletes. And I I think that we've seen a lot of outcry from student athletes who aren't football players about this in social media and various other places. And, and certainly uh, 
thinking about the Pac-12 specifically, it was a, and will be this year, a phenomenal women's basketball conference. There is a ton of elite talent in that conference. And to see that end up kind of falling by the wayside uh, in order to make you know, football players more money and football teams more money is is a frustrating thing that I think a lot of people are feeling right now. And and I'd love to hear just kind of what you thought when you kind of heard all of this going to going down and, and you know, as somebody who again went to Utah, just kind of how how it feels to kind of see this happening uh, to those teams in those conferences. Yeah, you mentioned a, a big thing. Um, it's I think it's gonna be great for football. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna give them a, a ton of money, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like football plays once a week on Saturdays. Every other mm-hmm. Pac-12 team plays Friday, Sunday. So then you mm-hmm. have, let's say, your men's tennis. You could get football charters. Mm-hmm. If you're any other team, you are not chartering. Right. You are on. You're leaving. I don't know Thursday out of, out of class, and you come back Sunday night. You have a cross-country flight. Mm-hmm. You know coast you're getting back like what like 3 a.m you got to be in class for 8 a.m so if you're doing that every other week mm-hmm. every other week for like six months yeah i'm just scared what's gonna do for mental health and athletes it's already such a concern mm-hmm. um, and i don't think people who were doing and char- i mean there's a lot of people in charge of conference realignment but mm-hmm. i think a lot of it was just how much money can we make look i mean treating athletes like money making machines isn't yeah. really going to work in the long run. So um, we'll see how long it lasts. We'll see what happens. I think it's definitely stirring the pot of probably mm-hmm. some great matchups. You won't, you wouldn't have seen otherwise, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's could be have some damaging effects as well. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it, it feels like we don't know until we see it, but at the same time, like if everybody is telling you, Hey, this is going to be a challenge and people who were, you know, director, you know, Dobos are, are struggling with figuring out how are we going to make this work from a flight perspective. And I, I have colleagues in the academic support industry who are like, I don't know how this is going to like, how are we going to do this? Because they don't just work with the football players, you know? And mm-hmm. so to me, I think it'll just be, like you said, how long is it going to last? And and I don't, I think the football move might stay. That might stick. Yeah. But I wonder what's going to happen to the other sports. Are they eventually going to realize like, hey, it doesn't make sense to fly, you know, the Oregon State baseball, I guess they're not in it, but like the Stanford baseball team to North Carolina, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or with women's basketball. And I, I know that there's some rumblings of like, oh, we'll just have the meet in like Dallas or whatever. And it's like, well, then you're just kind of not letting fans really get to partake in this too. So there's a lot of things that I think need to be ironed out, but I think you you hit the, you nailed the sentiment of like, this is just harder for student athletes. They are still students. They are still going to school and landing in the middle of the night or having to travel cross country every other week for six months. It just does not feel like something that is going to uh, elevate their experience as student athletes. And at the end of the day, I believe that's what the NCAA should be trying to do. That's what they say they're trying to do. And this doesn't feel like a move that is necessarily doing that. Yeah, you said it. 18 to 22 year olds aren't aren't growing up yet. They need all the support the NCAA can give them. And yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Brennan, thank you so much for taking time to come on the show today. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to, to, to catching this team next season. I think it's going to be this upcoming season. I should say it's going to be fantastic. And um, again, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us up for today. Thanks again to Brenna for coming onto the show. Always appreciated. We got one more guest lined up for later in this week. A fantastic, fun show coming your way as well as we get into the middle of September. We're only a couple weeks away from starting our season preview series discussing every single player on the roster, their history, their best and worst case scenarios for this upcoming season, as well as a prediction for how the year is going to go for them. That's coming in October, so hang with us. we got some fun stuff 
lined up until then here on Locked on Zags, available wherever you get your podcasts, also available on YouTube. We are about 20 followers away from getting to 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't done so yet, just go to YouTube.com, search Locked on Zags, and hit that subscribe button. It is very much appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, go Zags.